Hey friend, welcome back to the show. In this Tea Time Tuesday episode, I'm laying out six common thoughts the enemy uses to keep you feeling miserable and to prolong your family estrangement. Your mind is a powerful thing and it can be used to elevate you or destroy you. Do not allow any of these thoughts to bring strongholds against your family or you. Let's talk about it. Hey friend, welcome to the Estranged Mom Coach Podcast. Are you going through a family estrangement from your adult son or daughter? Do you wonder why your child cut you off, if there's a way to save the relationship, or how you can ever feel happy again? You can only distract yourself and avoid thinking about it for so long, and then it hits you all over again. How can this be happening? I'm Jenny Good. I'm a certified coach trained in mindset neuroscience, family estrangement, and emotional healing. I'm also a mom who's been through adult child estrangement and reconciliation. I teach Christian estranged moms how to increase their odds of reconciling with their child and how to achieve emotional healing and happiness in the meantime. And we do it from a biblical perspective. So grab your tea, pop in your AirPods, and exhale. Welcome home, sister mom. It's going to be okay. Quick disclaimer, I am a certified coach, not a therapist. If you think you're suffering from a mental health disorder, please seek help from a licensed therapist or call 911. Hello, my tea time friend. Thank you for coming by today. Come on in. Settle in with your cup of tea. Today, I want to talk to you about some common thoughts that estranged moms think and how those thoughts actually make the estrangement last longer. And let me say, I am not judging you if you have any or all of these thoughts. I had many of the same thoughts when I first became estranged from my daughter. We're human, and as we learn more, we do better. Before we get into today's episode, I want to do a little house cleaning of sorts. I have temporarily moved my schedule out, and I am not booking new consultation calls until July of 2023. That is because my coaching practice is currently full of moms who are taking back their power and healing themselves and their family estrangements. Yes and amen. In July, I plan to take a limited number of new clients. So if you have been listening to the podcast and feeling like maybe estrangement coaching is the answer that you're searching for, go ahead and get on my July schedule for a consultation. The link to do that is theestrangedmomcoach.com forward slash schedule. Now, if you're hearing this after July 2023, the best way to know if I have any openings for new clients is to go to that link and see when my first available appointment is. That calendar is always up to date. And again, the link to schedule that consultation is theestrangedmomcoach.com forward slash schedule. And that link will also be in the notes for this episode. Okay, let's talk about six unhelpful thoughts that make you feel worse in the long run and prolong your family estrangement. Thought number one, I have to accept I will never have my child back in my life. No, negative, not so, nope. 
You do not have to accept that as a fact, but the devil hopes you do because then you would give up and the enemy loves it when people give up. There are times when it is appropriate to take a break from trying to heal your estrangement. And there are situations when it's too soon to try to make the repair, but you absolutely do not have to accept that you will never have a healed relationship with your child. Even if your child specified no contact whatsoever, you can still pray, engage in other spiritual warfare tactics on their behalf, and heal yourself so that when they come back, you're ready for the challenges of reconciliation. Ultimately, if you do those things, then it's up to God's timing. And I do not know what that's going to look like for you, but I can tell you if you accept defeat, and assume you'll never have your child back in your life, you will almost certainly be correct. Thought number two, I would never have done that to my parents. This is one of those sneaky thoughts that might feel good for a few minutes, but in the long run, this thought makes you feel miserable. It might be a 100% true that you would have not estranged from your parents. You might never have waited days to answer their text messages or allowed their phone calls to go unanswered. You might not have talked to them the way your child talks to you. You may never have made the choices your child is making. While that might be true, it doesn't matter. And I say that with love, the kind of love that tells you the truth, even when it's not easy to hear. Your son or daughter is making choices from their perception in the current cultural atmosphere and with their own personality. If you try to hold your child to your standards of conduct based on what you would or wouldn't do with your parents, you're setting yourself up for being hurt. You're setting them up to feel judged and like you're trying to force your way of being onto them. And that always leads to a wider rift and the estrangement being prolonged. It's okay to release the story about how you treated your parents. And instead, focus your energy on accepting what is and then deciding how you want to show up in this present situation. Thought number three, all I can do is pray. This statement can be unhelpful for two different reasons. First, saying all I can do is pray implies that your prayers are insignificant. It makes it sound like your prayers don't matter much. But your prayers can move mountains. So don't belittle them by saying all I can do as if that isn't much. Your prayers matter, friend. If you look at your prayers as small things, your estrangement is going to last longer. The other reason that this statement can be problematic is that God might be waiting for you to do your part in the resolution of the estrangement. Now you might be thinking, but Jenny, I apologized and my son or daughter would not accept it. I get it, but your part might be doing your inner work for your own healing. Maybe your part is working with an estrangement coach to learn to communicate differently and how to lean into an apology that will land better. There were times in the Bible when Jesus told people, you do this and I do that. Like if he told someone to pick up his bed and walk, he healed that person and he told them to do their part. 
or when he said for someone to dip themselves into the water or show themselves to the priest. There was a healing. He was providing that. And there was an action that he commanded the person to do. So if you're saying that praying is your entire plan for reconciliation, make certain that that is what God is commanding from you. Otherwise, you might need to do your part for the reconciliation to come. And it's possible that praying is your part. Just make sure that you're not hiding behind that or using it against yourself because it feels like a safe space to be. If you're praying and that is the entire plan, make sure that that is what God commanded you to do. Okay, thought number four is my life is empty without my son or daughter. This is a lie from the pits of hell designed to rob you of the fulfilling life that God wants you to enjoy. You can learn to live alongside the estrangement without pressing pause on your happiness. It's one of the ways I help my clients call their power back to them during estrangement. You do not have to put off having a meaningful life until your estrangement ends. And if you do, you've actually made an idol of your son or daughter in your life. because. God is the only one who gives our lives true meaning. He is the one who fills the void and supplies our identity. If you allow your child to be what gives you fulfillment and identity, then they are an idol and it's time to move things back into their proper place. I know you're hurting right now, but hear me on this. There is a life available to you that is anchored in peace and brings you joy. I know what it feels like to not want to eat and to not be able to enjoy things because you're so upset about the estrangement, but there is something else available to you and God wants you to have that. Thought number five, if they think they have it hard, they should have lived my childhood. Your pain is valid and you deserve to have a safe space to be witnessed and to process the hard things that you have gone through. A solid Christian therapist or a coach who understands how to deal with trauma are excellent resources for supporting you on that journey. I am a trauma-informed coach with experience in helping people move through pain while feeling witnessed and emotionally safe, and you can reach out to me if you want to see how I might help you. With that said, here's what you need to know. Your pain does not cancel their pain. The intensity of the situations that you have endured does not mean that your child can't also feel pain or fear or have emotional scars from their experiences. And the reality is you do not get to decide that they have no valid reason to feel their feelings. There's room for love to heal all the wounds. When you say that they have no right to feel what they feel, you hurt them. Don't hurt the child in front of you because of the wounded child within you. That was a huge one for me. And it was hard for me to feel the guilt that came with the realization that I had done exactly that on more than one occasion. I had hurt my children emotionally because of the hurt child within me. I learned to forgive myself and to love both of them and me enough to do the healing work that was needed. Until you do that work, and until you release the story that your childhood cancels out their pain, the estrangement will continue. 
Thought number six, I must be a monster. That was another big one for me. I felt so much guilt and shame. I thought that if my own daughter could reject or abandon me, then I must be a horrible person, a monster. The devil likes to kick you while you're down. If you're experiencing some of these same kinds of thoughts, please know that you are not a monster. You are so loved by Jesus. You are a human being and human beings make mistakes. When you stay stuck in guilt, you feel emotions and take actions from that wounded place. That produces a clingy energy and your adult child will recoil away from you when you come from that place. Ask God to forgive what needs forgiving and then forgive yourself. Take steps to change what you need to change and move yourself out of guilt and into empowered action. You might feel like you are trapped in a cage of sadness and guilt or shame, but you have the keys to the cage and you get to decide what you will feel. Believing you're a monster only makes you feel terrible and your estrangement lasts longer. Galatians 5.1 says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. The thoughts I've went over with you in this episode are thoughts that keep you in bondage. They bring you under a yoke of slavery. There is freedom, joy, and power available to you, and I'm rooting for you to claim it. Okay, friend, that is what I have for you this time, and I hope it blesses you. Hey, Sister Mom, thanks for spending time with me. If this podcast inspired you, helped you, or blessed you in some way, I'd love for you to share it with another mom who could be edified by it too. Also, the number one way you can thank me is by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps more moms like us find and be blessed by the show. Remember, you are a daughter of the Most High King, and you are not alone.